quick message from our sponsor. Imagine if you could make your destination page match your messaging, eliminate leaks and distractions when sending someone from an ad or message, remove friction and make it easy to buy. Dream no more. Checkout Links is a simple but powerful app that lets you quickly create specialized bundles in a mini landing page that syncs directly with your Shopify checkout. Preload the shopping cart to reflect your order in that specialized bundle. You can automatically apply discounts so they don't have to manually type it in. And then you can also track individual link performance and so much more. You can find other creative ways to use them with your paid ads, customer smart chats, holiday offers, new product launches, email and SMS campaigns, or even rewarding your VIP customers. Go to checkoutlinks.com slash Matt to learn more and install the Shopify app. That's checkoutlinks.com slash Matt. Quick shout out from our sponsor, Sheer ID. Are you trying to boost conversions to your Shopify store? Need to drive more customer loyalty? Get results fast by offering exclusive discounts to consumer communities with Sheer ID. ShareID helps verify students, teachers, military, first responders, and so much more of these groups. With ShareID, you'll get a verified match in seconds, and you can spit out an exclusive discount for customers on the spot. Try speaking directly to a new customer segment with this verifiable identity without adding friction to the shopping experience. Continue to drive incremental revenue in the next 90 days post-purchase with more tailored messaging for your email and SMS campaigns. I personally tested ShareID to see just how easy it was to get set up, and I was pretty much ready to go in under 15 minutes. The onboarding was simple enough for me to follow as a non-technical person. Go to ShareID.com slash Shopify and start your free trial today. Once again, that's ShareID.com slash Shopify and start your free trial today. Hello and welcome to e-commerce uncovered. I'm your host, Matt Lady. Each and every week I get to talk with and learn from enthusiastic guests, freelancers, agency folks, in-house marketers, and founders, all in an effort to help you bootstrap your D2C brand profitably. We got two episodes a week, which will have you staying up to date on the ever-changing industry and learning fundamental concepts and tactics to apply to your brand. Enjoy the show. Today's episode of the e-commerce uncovered podcast is with the founder of an eight-figure brand, Mini Katana. Having done this almost exclusively through short form organic media, we're going to get into how he sold thousands of swords online. Uh, we're going to talk about media today and how it might change in the next 10 or 20 years, specific opinions and tactics across TikTok, Reels, YouTube, and his early success on retargeting paid ads. Please welcome Isaac Medeiros. How did you get to uh, a billion YouTube subscribers in six months? Yeah, no, that was um, that was a sprint. We uh, we've had our YouTube for a lot longer than six months, but okay, we didn't really quote unquote activate it until uh, this year. And I kind of it's because YouTube requires a little more work than other platforms. So I really wanted to be ready for that channel. Um, so when we launched, it was just kind of like. Uh, like a hockey stick up. It was fantastic. Oh, cool. So you, does that mean you, you said you had it for a while? Did that mean you start on TikTok and reels and other platforms or just shorts? Um, so I started um, on TikTok and it was really by necessity because um, my first product was a samurai themed letter opener, uh, which 
Facebook ads didn't like so much because it was a weapon, according to them. Um, so I kind of, you know, I had maxed out my credit cards manufacturing this thing. So I was sitting here wondering, like, what do I do? Let's just spam every marketing channel I know that exists. Um, one of those was a TikTok video because I had been uh, on, on TikTok during the pandemic. Um, and the first video didn't do much. The second video, however, uh, got 5,000 niche views and it sold one letter opener. Um, and, you know, as an entrepreneur, you smell blood in the water. So everything I do is now an extreme version of that. Um, we've scaled up to 250 million or so organic views a month. And our whole business is driven by those organic views. Okay. So that's crazy. And so you had that second video, 5,000 views, one purchase. And how did you get to 250 million views? That's a, that's a big leap. That's a big jump in time. So how did, what, what worked about that video or what did you start to learn and how to make new videos, new topics? Um, new angles and new products. Like, how did you start to roll that out and scale all the way up to that 250? Yeah. Um, I'll say, like, the first, like, I guess, roadblock people have is just starting. Like, honestly, you have no excuse. Post a TikTok video. Um, I think that's a correct attitude to have at this point in time, considering it's really a marketing channel now. Um, after that, it's really just about, I, I would say, just trying every possible idea you might have until something just sticks. Every successful uh, TikTok creator, um, any creator really, is is actually highly repetitive in their processes for content. Um, if you look at any major creator, you're going to see that they do the same exact concepts over and over again, and it always works. So your primary goal is to really find out what that version of it, uh, what that version of the concept is for you. Um, for us, that's you know highly educational because we have a very interesting product. Um, that's the demonstration because again, it's a product you can use um, and unboxing videos or new product releases. Um, we've taken it so far now that we optimize uh, at the product stage of our business for video, meaning we will create products with the mindset that will this product go viral on its own merits? Is it visual enough? Uh, is it interesting enough? Is it amazing enough? Um, and the answer is now always yes. And that has also helped propel more views. Um, once you figure out what works, it's just about processes and stacking on top of that. Okay, cool. Uh, I guess I guess that makes sense. Uh, a lot of people struggle with the just getting started part, uh, getting over themselves and not sure what to post and how to post. Or um, So was it you kind of filming the content at the beginning, it seems like, but then as you grew in scale, how did you systemize and make those processes? How did you get them down and then have other people start creating? Because I'm sure there's not just <laughs> you behind the camera anymore. Yeah, no, I, um, <laughs> I, you know, I'll be honest, like, I'm a pretty bad creator. <laughs> uh, myself, um, I have a much more talented team than myself doing all the video content now. Um, the first year was all me. Um, and that was because that was the most high value action for me and my business, uh, literally making viral videos. Um, but in around January this year, we hired our first full-time content creator. Um, we have three total now. Um, and 
they're kind of producing the core of our high performing videos. Um, but we also have a secondary operation, which we call the content farm, which is just B roll footage, which if you don't know what B roll footage is, is just like background shots of like continuously opening and reopening swords or like just moving them around with narration and like other images attached to top. And we call that the content farm because we can scale that up to about, we have about 200 videos a month of output there and we can scale that up to a thousand. Um, and those all perform like medium. Um, so the idea was just to like pump out a lot of content um, and, and the content farm accomplished that. And then the creators kind of do the higher level, higher performing content that's more creative. Okay. Okay. That's, that's pretty neat, man. Uh, so that's, that's all in the first YouTube channel. Cause I, I saw that you get, you're starting a second YouTube channel or is that so that's all like, farm? that's everything. Okay. That's everything. Okay. I mean, we, just to clarity, we have two Instagrams, um, we have one, two TikTok accounts and we have two uh, YouTube accounts. Um, our mains are all like a lot bigger than our secondaries and our secondaries were started very recently. Okay. Um, like my eventual goal is, you know, I want to scale to 10 channels next year. I know I can do it. And content was the first issue. So I really wanted to emphasize having way too much content this year. So what's what's the difference or like what's the thinking behind multiple channels instead of continuing to just pump those hundreds to almost thousands a month of content onto just the one channel that's already so big why are you yeah. starting to diversify so what's fascinating is like i don't think people realize um like different audiences are just interested in different things um our main channel is going to is more sword focused and our second channel is more anime focused our third channel is probably going to be more medieval uh, once we roll out the medieval kind of swords, um, we do plan on category expanding into other categories like apparel, just because it's, you know, our biggest limiter in growth is the fact that we only sell swords. Um, and that's probably going to be its own channel. But here's where it gets really interesting. And, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of like the Mr. B strategy where you have kind of syndication going on. Um, our bigger secondary channels as well as our main channel will probably get translated into top four, top five global languages uh, so we can hit an international demographic as well. Off the swords alone, we, we're pretty confident that we can you know, get to a pretty large size but by just going global and kind of doing what we do at a higher level even. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, that makes a lot of sense and I can see that uh, coming and scaling out that way. I mean, uh, it's like it's like we fight over like just the U.S. audience. Like, yeah, everyone's obsessed with U.S. consumers, U.S. U.S. only. It's like, you know, it's there's like five five billion language speakers for other languages out there. Like, it's funny. Like our our top besides the U.S. our top demographic is India, because they all speak English. Mm. So like, imagine just hitting every continent just because you took the time to translate to their language. Yeah, it just like by default opens up a whole new audience, less saturated markets. Um, and you already have the baseline, the operations, you got the channels, you got the system set up. So it should just be dubbing. easy to scale. Yeah, it's just dubbing. I mean, what's insane to me is like um, more people don't do this. Like that's that always gets me like there's no competition in these foreign markets for content. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um, so 
last thing on YouTube before we kind of zoom back out to media as a whole. What's I noticed uh, on your the main YouTube channel that the shorts aren't just clips from the long form videos, right? So like, how do you differentiate between the original long form video like YouTube, and then how do you what do you decide as shorts and these maybe just repurposing from reels and TikTok as well? So like, what's the difference between those two for you? Are you talking about like the creative process or just kind of, uh, yeah, the creative process. How do you think about long form on YouTube now? Like mm. posting the, you know, up until a couple of years ago, shorts just became a thing, right? Yeah. So how do you think about that? So overall, like just as a preface, um, shorts or short form content has opened up the floodgates, so to speak. Um, I'll say right now and probably for the next 24 months or so, you have no saturation for short form content on YouTube. Um, so it's like almost a blue ocean. Um, so like, that's really like a large reason as to why we've grown so fast to be frank. Um, but the way we think about it creatively, uh, short form content is like, just to be frank, easy to make, (laughs) uh, um, you know, for one long form, we can probably like produce one long form is like one twentieth of a long form. Does that make sense in terms of effort, in terms of creative output, in terms of general budget? Um, The real tricky part with a long form is like, you just have to keep people's attention. And that's like, that's impossible. That's really difficult. It's really difficult. Um, The only reason we really do long forms is because the YouTube algorithm likes it when you use the full uh, future set of the platform. So to us, long form is a secondary priority as of now. Um, next year, that's going to probably change once we get higher budgets. Okay. But for now, like it's just there to kind of boost up the short form performance. Gotcha. Uh, one last thing. Yeah. Um, when I say use every feature of the platform, our community, our community posts on YouTube alone get like 40 million impressions a month. Wow. Like it's not just like videos, <laughs> like, um, platforms love it when you use every single possible future they will boost up your account just for doing that wow okay no use that community uh community tab short form long form short form for you guys is like 120th of the effort time budget of one long form so and would live streaming uh go under that for youtube and tiktok as well have you guys messed with that around with that so we we have played around with it um i backtracked on it just because it's not a lever that I, you know, a top five lever, top five priority. However, probably early next year, we're going to be hiring talent and taking it seriously. Um, we have some colleagues who are not as viral as us, uh, but move some serious volume with live streams. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. I keep hearing that more and more and keep seeing it pop up uh, when I'm scrolling. Yeah. So, I mean, long term, I don't know how big it's going to get in the US. Like, I know TikTok kind of pulled back their live shopping effort. And the UK, they had a demo going on, but I think it still will be like a pretty solid channel within itself. Cool. Okay. And so we've, we set the stage, we talked about YouTube, we kind of know you're selling all these swords, all this short form content. Let's, let's zoom out. You sent, you sent me a message before we hopped on uh, about a week ago of saying you think brands and businesses that don't like adapt to the current media landscape. They're going to be struggling or sometimes dead for the next 10 or 20 years. Like, what do you, 
what do you mean by that? Like what, let's start, like, start let's start the conversation there. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is more of a, like, I'm not just, a, I'm not the only one echoing these sentiments. Right. Um, CAC, uh, customer acquisition costs are just getting more expensive every single year. Long story short, like you got to have some sort of organic media at play here, reducing your CAC. Um, if you don't over time, it's just going to get untenable to become, to be a brand. Um, and that could be any kind of media, right? It could be blog or whatever, whatever you're good at. Um, but consumers want more than just ad spend now. It doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So consumers are getting used to ads, especially when they don't look like the normal platform posts, <laughs> they actually stick out and it bugs them, stuff like that. So how can someone start to, if, if someone's not on TikTok, they're not on reels, they're not on shorts as an e-commerce, they're a brand founder. Like how did, how do you start? Like how, where would you tell someone to start besides just start? Okay, so the people listening to this podcast, you said they're probably doing under five million. What I would do is they probably have somebody young in their family, or they know somebody young who is a native TikTok user who's decent at it. Have them like manage your account. Have them like be the start starting point for that. Um, they're gonna do a much better job than like a pro digital marketer marketer would. Um, and like you don't even need the level of success we have. Like you need like one one hundredth or one one thousandth thousandth even. Right. And that will probably like be a solid play to just get your CAC down. Um, you know, we, we, I see brands that like they hundred thousand followers on TikTok, they average like 10,000, 20,000 views, still very solid organic growth. Yeah. That helps with organic. That helps with the word of mouth. It helps you have more content to, post other places on your site, on email, other ads. So I mean, what's crazy is like, you got that one TikTok account kid is posting, you take that content and you repost it on Instagram, right? You just double the uh, general utility of that content. Um, the way we think about content in general is like, it's a giant library we're building. And our goal is to use every single video at least three times. Um, we usually extend that out to like five. So that's interesting. So you use every single video three to five times. Can you explain a little bit more about yeah. how did how to do that? Sure. So we have a video. It's done. Uh, we're going to take that video and post it on TikTok. We're going to edit that video a very small amount, like just edit the text or change the way the voiceover is done, post it on YouTube. We're going to do the same thing for Instagram. That's three times. So, um, in six months, we're then going to come back. We're going to take that video, re-edit it, and post it on our secondary meme accounts. So the video like has a total shelf life of like six months to a year. Um, like we still have a meme account posting videos that are like fifteen months old that I originally made, and they're still getting fifty thousand, hundred thousand views. A good video will always go viral. A good video will always go viral. Okay, so then. Is it just quantity of videos posted and just learning and practicing and getting the reps in to learn that? Or how can I mean, you at first, make a video? Yeah. At first, like if you want to start, I don't know why they're on TikTok, but if you want to start on TikTok, you're not going to get good at it. You're not going to know what gets views unless you just post a lot of videos. Um, and like I could sit here talking about little <laughs> things to optimize, yeah. but like the answer to more views is good content. And the only way to make good content is to get good at making good content. 
Okay. So just start, keep going, don't give up. <laughs> Try to be aware of what's going on and what, oh, this video got more vi views than the average one. Cool, why do I think that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. I think it's because this part, or I led with a good hook, or I had a, I teased the hook and then the, there was a good payoff at the end. So people like stayed and watched the whole time. Okay, yeah. cool. How do I repeat that? How do I tweak that to the next video? Is it, is it really that simple? Like oversimplifying it? No, it's not. I mean, that's actually what the process is at a high level. <laughs> okay. Um, and each of our creators does that independently now. And our YouTube manager does that independently too. Um, you know, once you find a hook that works, for example, which is the first three seconds of your video, kind of trying to stop people from scrolling, you're going to be able to use that indefinitely. You're going to be able to revisit that same hook time and time again. And it's the same concept. It's the same format. Maybe just the angle is a little different or it's a different topic or it's for a new product, right? And you just rinse and repeat. Yeah. I mean, an example for us is, you know, unboxing videos, very simple, but we have a very visual product. So that's why it works. Um, the concept is exactly the same. The angles are actually pretty much the same. What changes is the product. Those videos always get a million views. And just because you guys figured out, like, this is how we best show start to finish. And this is what you can expect, like, your sword, your product to look like. So there's no yeah. questions. Like, there's no, like, hesitations from people wanting to buy or thinking about buying. They just, yeah. they see all these videos. They, they know what to expect. Yeah. Well, okay. you know, that's... That's also our highest converting video too. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Unboxing videos. If, And would you say that for any product or it kind of just depends on your brand and product, right? Um, either a gimmicky or highly visual product. So like the other um, example of a business that's incredibly viral and visual is Peachy Babies, uh, which is they sell slime. And I believe they do similar volume to me. I'm not. Don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah, they're, they, they're more viral than us. Um, just point blank because kids love slime. Yeah. Um, and it's just easy for them because it's a visual product. It's like the ultimate hack for us. It's kind of, it's easy ish because it's like a sword, but we have to like really put an effort. Otherwise it gets old fast, especially at the volume we're doing. Right. Right. And that's why you mentioned earlier, you're thinking about different, different, uh, products, different categories, apparel, going global, right? Because you, you feel like you're already, you're, you're not close to being saturated, but you want to get ahead of that before. Yeah. And yeah. the secondary reason for that is like, it's just plain and simple. It's a very small niche that I'm in and being eight figures in it puts you at probably the top. I don't really know. Okay. So this is a way to keep that momentum and build off this foundation you've made and to be able to keep it going. It seems like. yeah, yeah. You know, like rich wallets just announced uh, on Twitter that they're adding watches, you know, they're doing category expansion too at the hundred million dollar range because they know at a certain point you kind of reached the peak of your wallet or pen or whatever you're selling. Yep. Yep. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. That's cool. So you also had mentioned earlier um, to me that you have, pretty strong opinions and there's some differences between <laughs> youtube instagram and tiktok so which one do you want to start with 
maybe Instagram since we haven't talked about that one as much. Sure. Or, Do you want to get like tactical, tactical or tactical? Um, and you said you're very opinion. You have strong opinions about yeah. each channel, so <laughs> a little bit of both. Sure. Uh, Instagram um, is probably the worst platform for creators, like by far, okay. um, especially for businesses. Just to be clear, if you're a business on Instagram and you're hoping to grow organically, Instagram is going to take away that organic reach as soon as they find out you're a business. Um, and I know that for a fact. Uh, and But in terms of like actual tactics, um, reels and store, like just use every feature. Um, again, like one image, you know, every two days, one reel every day, if you can muster it, a story every day, and you'll see organic growth. Okay. So that's like a baseline. That's like the minimum. And to help like these bootstrap founders or these small brands that don't have a ton of resources or they're just getting started. You, you mentioned earlier, you can re you can repost yeah. like from TikTok to Instagram yeah. and like to YouTube shorts, right? So if you're a really small brand, if you're a small brand, um, just focus on videos, get good at like making TikToks and that's all you need to post. Um, don't forget about the Instagram images, just post short form content. You'll still see a pretty good push organically. Okay. And then um, anything else on Instagram? Is it it's just not as big of a focus for you? It's kind of just repurposing? Quick reminder from our sponsor. Checkout links allows you to create simple and effective short links that go straight to your checkout for your social media pages, paid ads, customer support tickets, direct messages, holiday specific offers, brand new product launches, or even adding a QR code to your packaging or insert with a checkout link for easy reordering in just seconds. Once again, go to checkoutlinks.com to learn more and install that Shopify app. That's checkoutlinks.com slash Matt. A quick reminder from our sponsor, ShareID. Find your next lifetime customers by providing verified discount codes based on occupation or life stage. Speak directly to veterans, students, teachers, first responders, and continue to tailor your messaging to them in the future with post-purchase emails and text messages. Make them feel seen with your brand by using ShareID to seamlessly verify their email in seconds during the purchase process. Go to shareid.com slash Shopify and start your free trial today. I mean, I, I honestly, like, long-term, you know, the pivot is obvious. They're trying to compete with TikTok. Um, I don't actually think it'll be all that successful. If you ask me, I think YouTube is going to take that cake. If you ask me, I think the only reason TikTok exists and Vine existed is because of a market wedge, which YouTube just didn't fill, which is short form content. And I think that YouTube has woken up to that recently. Uh, it's actually serious about competing. Um, and I don't know if you heard Matt, but they did announce monetization for short form yep. content, which for us, that's like a hundred grand a month, just to give you a, like a reference <laughs> point. Um, and like, and, and, you know, ads, ad share 75 K or 300 grand <clears throat> and like TikTok just doesn't pay. Yeah. You know, Instagram doesn't pay. <laughs> so, you know, just that one, th I think that was probably a, a nail in the coffin thing. And then like over the next three years, we're going to see you TikTok's peak and gradual decline. Then that includes Instagram too, on the short form front. Okay. Yeah. I, I heard about that. Does that start uh, early 2023? 
Yeah, uh, it starts yeah. early next year. Okay. Um, I mean, it, it's like no one really talked about it as much as I anticipated, but it's like it's a huge piece of news. Um, like, why would you like not only can you make money off your short form now, but YouTube offers you the ability to build an actual community over time and, you know, make real money and, you know, build a business essentially off of content. That's why you have all these YouTubers who are really big within their own content itself. Mm -hmm. Like they have a big content business. Um, like it's just a no brainer for content creators at that point. Yeah. Yeah, 100k a month is uh, quick math, 1.2 million a year, and it's like you're already doing that. <laughs> like that's what you're doing, and you're, that's just like a bonus. It's gonna start coming in next year. Yeah, and we're taking all that and reinvesting it into video content to keep it's the flywheel spending faster. Yep. Okay. So let's end on YouTube. So let's go to TikTok real quick. What is the pros and cons? Like, what's how do we think about it? Um, you said use all the features. What are some of the features that people may not know about? Or... TikTok it might be the exception to that statement. Okay. Um, we've tried like do all the little other features. I would say that streaming, live streams do matter. Um, when you're first starting, just basically spam content three times a day. Volume, you're doing volume because you're trying to find out what works. All new accounts get a massive initial push. So basically post a lot until you hit like 40 to 60 videos. If your account hasn't gone viral, start a new account um, okay. because you want that initial algorithmic push because TikTok is trying to give everyone an equal chance to get views. It's a meritocracy. Um, you then, you know, it's not, it's just, you got to be patient with it, of course. Like you can't just like, you know, it's not working day one. Uh, you know, give it like a few weeks and post yeah. a, a decent amount of videos. Um, that's like the kind of the gist of starting a new account. Um, the Goldilocks zone and performance is, it really depends on how long you can retain watch time. So like, let's say you shoot a 10 second video, you better keep people around for 90% of that video. But if the video is like 20, 30 seconds, you're okay with like 80%. Um, and then like, if you, you know, a minute is like maybe 50, 60% retention. Um, another way to think about what I do is just retention hacking. So, it, it, yeah, that's really important. And to be able to keep them the average watch time that signals back, hey, I like this content and more people are going to enjoy and like this stuff. Yeah, like, every single platform, it, right? like number one thing is just, are you keeping people watching the content, right? So if, if you can keep retention high, you'll do well everywhere. And so someone just getting started, like what are the three most basic retention hacks or tips that you would want to share with someone. Just sure. Um, so kind of over like knowing the video, how a video should be structured. We kind of talked about a hook earlier. So like the first three seconds you, you're competing for that people not scroll away. So be aggressive. <laughs> um, a lot of people use like extreme examples, controversy for that. Um, but you might not want to do that. Your version of that might be saying like, you know, five reasons why, this product is life changing or, um, you know, it really depends on your niche, but you get, you get the idea. Mm -hmm. Um, after that, it's just about kind of keeping them around long enough for a payoff at the end. Um, and like it, you can't, you can't clickbait people and not give them a payoff just to be clear. It's going to make people lose interest long-term in your content. 
So an example of that for us is like an unboxing video. We will not show the blade until the last three seconds of the video. Wow. And the idea there is like they're coming, they're looking at the other details, they're watching to the end, and the payoff is the actual blade itself. So that's kind of the idea there. Um, yeah. Okay. Little tips and tricks, um, you know, add text on top of the video. Um, kind of like how you do with the little podcast snippets you've been doing. Yeah. Um, again, you're trying to engage every single possible point of drawing people's attention. Um, you know, add a sound even if it's a background background music. Uh, yeah. Cool. That's great. That's that's really good to get people started. So let's uh, hop over to uh, clearly what you seem to kind of bet the farm on is YouTube. And so um, what's the biggest difference of YouTube? We kind of talked touched on it a little bit throughout uh, the different questions and conversation. But what, like, why should, if you're trying to convince someone to start on YouTube and uh What's the, what's the one or two sentence, like high level overview? Long-term YouTube will let you build a community. That's Versus... the number one thing. Yep. Um, the communities on the other platforms are shallow. There's a reason why CPMs for influencers on YouTube are way higher than everywhere else. It's the, and is that because it's been it started out as long form and the more watch time and minutes and you know consistency of like that tv show like schedule oh yeah this like a new video from this guy this girl like comes out at this yeah. time every week stuff that's like that. it but it, it's also the attitude of the platform itself so youtube is really friendly towards creators overall and that's reflected in all the way it treats its creators so like little things like for example community guidelines or like misbehaving on the platform um getting video taken down on TikTok, if you get like three videos taken down, they're gonna warn you and then they're gonna just shadow ban you. Um, and like, you don't really have a way to appeal that. There's no like appeal system. It's like, that's it, you know? On YouTube, there's an appeal system. You can get people that you can email. As soon as you're a partner, you have like partner support, which is like a live chat, okay. which is like kind of ridiculous when you think about it. Like it has a ton of users and it has a live chat for its creators. <laughs> um, a recent example is I got my, we got our second account banned recently on YouTube uh, for impersonating our first one. Um, now, this was a misunderstanding. I got it back within 48 hours by using the live chat feature and just kind of pushing. There's no live chat, no one to reach out to at TikTok for help. Yeah, so that's, or- again, like that friendly to creators is like reflected in everything they do. Cool. And then uh, earlier this year, 2022, few months ago shopify and youtube have an integration have you <laughs> seen much lift from that or not or is it just not as not or is it not that big of a deal as like initially thought? I'm, I'm anxious to uh use their shopping integration especially for live streams but um and nothing against google or youtube here i just don't like trying i don't like being beta users for google futures or a beta user for google for google stuff yeah yeah. Um, Google just, I, I've lost trust in the past. Okay. I'm sure everyone has. Yeah, I see. So it's like too early to tell if you're going to like go all in on it or not. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, it's like, once it, once I see somebody using it successfully, then I'll be like, okay, then we're going to go all in tier two. 
but right now I just don't want to beta test it. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, last one for YouTube, and I guess this could apply for like all the other channels. It's like, what do you think about having a face of the brand or like a profile versus just having multiple creators or multiple videos? So I, I avoid the face being attached to the brand. Um, but that's like, we still have a brand identity. And the way we achieve that is humor, aesthetic, and like just the vibe of the video. Like that's why our second account got banned because it was mass reported for impersonation by our viewers because they legitimately thought somebody was copying us. Um, and I think that's superior if you're a brand because like it's just not relying on a face so it can bring in multiple creators and scale that up more easily. But it like also depends on the category you're in. So if you're like in makeup or beauty, then you kind of need to have a creator who's a face to your your organic marketing side of the business. Yeah, that's a lot more visual and personal, it, like applying the product to your uh, face or your body and like how. Yeah, you and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's just like it, it depends on your niche, right? If you have like if you have a product like mine that's interesting visual, I don't know if you're in if you're in motors motorsports or auto anything like you can just use the cars and shoot the videos in a funny way yeah gotcha okay and then uh last one um of the planned questions is you've been talking a lot on twitter about your discord community you've been building that up and it's like you're almost a direct channel for you it's like how you use sms essentially is discord and you can have direct feedback you build that community on your own too so how did that get started and how um how's it been going and like what what's in store for the future on it so how'd you get started with that yeah so i um I, i'm a gamer like so i've used discord natively that's how i got started with it yeah. um i encountered some brands using it in a very stupid way so I was sitting here going, well, no one like has this marketing channel figured out. And personally, that's what I like. Like right now we're also experimenting with be real. <laughs> um, so like if it's a channel, no one has figured out yet. I want to be the first person to figure it out. Um, but I think now that we have some actual data, um, Discord might be like the most slept on channel, like period. Um, even more so than like the short form content or any of this other stuff we're talking about. There's just no brands on it. Um, and the way it, it's like, think of it like a subreddit or like a forum. And the thing about it that's so powerful is you can like basically notify everyone on that forum. So right now we have like 19,000 or so people in it and they all are guaranteed to open our notifications just like SMS. The difference is it's not saturated. So I have no competition on that channel from other brands. Um, right. But it also right. lets me interface directly with people. Yeah. that It's a one-to-one -one community building. It's They expect a message from their friend. Like, oh, you, like people use it to talk and game with. Like, I talk with my friends all the time. I'm playing League. Like, I'm familiar with Discord. Um, but yeah, like you said, no businesses, brands have really, like, actually figured it out yet. So... What like what kind what types of things um, kind of a little more detail or insight on how you use the Discord? You said there's nineteen thousand people. Is it new product drops? Is it feedback? Like what are you doing with it? So it's everything. Um, so I'm very active in it at this point, it's just because, 
like when I have a product concept, I do run it by my community and it helps me iron out kinks without even having a sample sent from China. Um, one of the other things we do is like we drop new products there and we do sales there. We do sales exclusive to the community. Um, we've like recent recently we dropped like a gold, uh, a very golden katana, highly visual. Um, we ran a meme contest giveaway in Discord where like everyone was supposed to submit an original meme around you know swords or a brand. We had like a thousand individual custom submissions, which is crazy. Um, and now we have unlimited like content for our meme accounts. <laughs> um, but it was just like you know that that's the kind of level of that's what community does. It, it makes people really hype to be a part of it. Um, it's not easy though. Like we do have two two employees dedicated basically to Discord. Yeah. But the way I see it is like my SMS costs with my platform costs like five to eight K a month and like paying for two people costs like six, seven. So like, you know, it basically comes out as fine. Yeah. And it's more, it's relatively, it's more personal than text, I think in some ways. Yeah. And then they can, interact, that... they can interact with each other too. SMS is just you, the brand to the customer, right? No, it, it's like crazy. So people will, we put it in our packaging now. So people go in with customer support requests and they get dealt with really fast. And then like, it's funny, people like a negative turns into a positive now because it's a, it's a public show of like, we're a good company. And we see conversions for that. We've seen them happen. Um, We've seen like where people come in and they're like, hey, I want... I'm thinking of buying like a product. Like, does anyone have it? What do you think about it? And like top customers will then reply going, Hey, I have this product. It's so awesome. Like go buy it. Like your life depends on it. Um, and it's just, it's crazy. So you have instant, it's not just customer reviews on the website where it's like, I don't know if these are real. I don't know if it's made up, like whatever that you message live. It's a live chat community feedback sales yeah everything all in one like you said our so top customers really are moderators volunteer moderators and they do all the work basically at this point um <laughs> because awesome. they're like they're they're you know they're happy to be in this community which they love um so if you have like you know if you have an interesting product or an interesting business that has a community if you know discord might not be the thing that you use but like do consider at least reddit or even a facebook group yeah okay that's awesome, man. Um, to start to wrap up, last, last thing is like, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that's been on your mind lately that we didn't get to earlier? Is there a question you thought I was going to ask, but then uh, last chance to kind of jam on anything? Yeah, sure. Um, it's just kind of a short note. Um, for a lot of the businesses here, like going back to that point where you don't need to be as viral as I am to really have a lot of success with this. Um, I know a business... Um, I forgot I forgot her name so but I can pull it up after this call she sells like just scrubs hand scrubs for the for the bath and she has you know 50,000 70,000 followers on TikTok and what she does is she just runs those as ads and her ROAS is like four wow you know which is like really good <laughs> um and it's because the content like gets organic traction and she picks and chooses those videos and translates them into ads. Um, 
so yeah, it's like she does. She's not incredibly viral, but she's seeing incredible results from it. Right. Yeah, and you're doing all this organically, essentially. This is not you're not ad, putting much ad spend behind it. So we've introduced like like a thousand dollar, like it's like five thousand a month, um, and it's just because we're testing the waters, getting ready for like our expansion into kind of other categories that we can do ad spend with. Again, we sell web weapons, allegedly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like we're getting like our ROAS right now averages around seven to 10. Um, but that's because like, we just have so much brand awareness and as such a season pixel on Facebook, it's hard not to have a high return. Yeah. And you have all that natural organic traffic that is coming from top of funnel. Yeah. yeah. I have more similarities to like other content creators than I do to an e-commerce brand at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, it's kind of like the future, if not already here, <laughs> like to think like more like a creator media brand, uh, I think anyway. I mean, you know, it's interesting, like it, it, it's so overpowered to be a creator with like, let's let's take Feastables, for example. Everyone talks about Feastables, which is Mr. Beast's snack brand. Like you go to a store, right? And you're just casually browsing around for snacks and you see like, I don't know, pretzels or Cheetos or whatever. But then you see Feastables right next to it and you're like, well, I just saw Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast video today. I'm going to get the Feastables because it's associated with them. Like that's the power that having a wide distribution for your brand does to you. Yeah. It's like it's just so overpowered because then you can just attach things on top of it and just go into every possible category uh, and just get results. Yeah, and that's not the highest like crazy big level. Like we keep saying, like these are the big, big examples and how you can apply it down to your brand. You don't need to do that. You don't need to no. go into every category and to be have a successful business. So just kind of know your goal, know who you are, know what you want, right? So uh, Isaac, uh, I think that's about it. Thanks so much for your time. Where can people find you if they want to chat more or if they want to buy a sword? Uh, I'm mostly Twitter. I basically write out my whole playbook on Twitter. Also, I answer questions there publicly. Uh, it's the Isaac M-E-D, the Isaac Mad. Um, Matt follows me, so follow him and you'll see me. Yep. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. Appreciate your time. Everyone else, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I love being able to do this, continue to learn, and meet people in this industry. Every rating, review, and episode you share with a friend means so much to me as I'm bootstrapping this show as part of my media brand, High Key Geek. If you haven't checked out my other show, Brand Builders, you should. It's with myself and Tom Brown and Richie Mashiko. Two times a week, we talk in a much more casual setting, and we think out loud, we brainstorm, and we share our lessons as we continue to operate and run businesses in the D2C space today. We're not... We didn't exit. We didn't just consult and advise now. And we don't, we're in the trenches as we are like every day still. So we're learning in real time and sharing it with you as we go. That's brand builders on high key geek, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you find your podcast. Catch you next time.